Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. We're talking real money. Oh, yeah. It's another exciting edition of the Talking Real Money podcast. Don McDonald here in Florida, where it does get chilly in the winter. I'm wearing my vest. Very outside. silly being in central Florida 60s, wearing a vest. 60s. God and sakes. it's a cold, it's a wet cold. So there over there in Seattle where, oh yeah, that's right. It's a wet cold there too, isn't it? And a uh, lot basically colder. for only eight months a year to nine months. Is that all? Oh, so, do, well now with why do you expanding summers, there? That's a good question. Because winter is miserable there. It, it, and it, it no, has it lived truly, up to its name it here the last few weeks. It is miserable. It rains, it's dark, it's cold. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I worked for Merriman. And you guys made me come out. You never, ever, ever let me come out in the summer, ever. We made you come out to Spokane in the middle of the winter to feet of snow oh, one year, too. Man. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. When when the, uh, yeah, anyway. We're going to talk about money, not all that other stuff. We're going to talk about real estate today. This is the special real estate edition. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the realities of real estate, the real real estate, talking real real estate. And uh, there's a, there's a lot of... Well, there's a lot of confusion and uh, the, you know myths and legends about real estate, particularly from the people who pitch real estate ah. investing classes and things. Self-interested. Got yeah, it. Yeah, they kind of make you think that real estate is good no matter where you are. But the reality is it varies from place to place, Tom. It varies a lot. And I wanted to chat a little bit about 2024 because oh, we're yes. in a kind of a weird wait, place. Wait, with real estate. We haven't even done it. We're only partway in. I know. But I want to talk about where we are today. Kind of a bit of a snapshot. Um, mm -hmm. because And we've mentioned some of these things before. We've mentioned some of these things before, right? Uh, about this question. Should you own a home or should you rent a home? This comes up regularly. A lot. And so here's and we get the we get the rabid real estate people who oh, when yeah. we oh, say own. Yeah. it makes play it makes sense to rent, they go, No, no, ever no, you guys are wrong. But well, this it's not us saying that. A reputable outfit said after accounting for the total monthly ownership cost and comparing it with the median rent by market, it is was better to rent than to own for potential first time home buyers in forty seven of the top fifty. U.S. markets. Mm. The three exceptions, Birmingham, Memphis, and Pittsburgh. So that, that's a strong Memphis statement. and Pittsburgh, yeah. It really is. Um, and again, this from experts, uh, the one thing that everybody agrees on in 2024, and they'll probably be wrong, but this is what they agree on, the experts, there is uh, there won't be an end to the shortage of homes for sale. Now, let me give you a couple of concrete examples. It's pretty interesting. 
interest rates somewhere around seven right now, right? Seven somewhere. It, maybe you can get a little less. Uh, and current prices, they claim, take $111,000 uh, in household income to buy newly built and existing homes, respectively, with 5% down. So you got to make 110 to buy anything with the 5% down. Now, if mortgage rates were to drop 1% and home prices rose a modest four, this again from people projecting for this year, it would take $105,000 to buy newly built and existing homes with 5% down. So in other words, number one, you got to have a decent cost. You got to have a decent income to pay for all this, right? Number two, you got to find something. And as I just said, most, most of the experts, I'm using air quotes here, believe that's going to be harder than just as hard as it was in 2023 to find either existing homes or new construction. And we've talked about this ad nauseum. Why aren't you selling your house, Don? Uh, because I have a two and a half percent mortgage ah, and, me and too. my wife likes it. Yeah. I got both of those things as on my side too. As ridiculously big as it is for just the two of us. I'm with you. I'm the I same mean, it place. was made, it was made for a family of six, not two. Mm. Yeah, uh, but it is. And let me just tell you, GoBankingRates.com did a piece recently where they took 10 markets and showed the 30 year cost of owning versus renting. And uh, it, the, the what state would you guess is the worst for owning real estate? California. Bingo. In Los Angeles, the difference over 30 years between owning and renting is uh, on average about, this is a 30-year number. 30-year, 30-year. Uh, a loss of $600,000. So the cost of owning been... an average house is $2 million. The cost oh. of renting is $1.4 million. Wow, that's a stack. It just, that is, it doesn't make sense when you think about it, right? Well, or wait it does. Till you, wait till you hear what <laughs> it is in Fremont, California. The cost of ownership over 30 years, three and a third million dollars. Versus renting, comparable renting. Similar two, home, you're not living under the right, freeway. Yeah. $2 million. That wow. is a savings of $1.3 million over 30 years. And yet, and yet, if you did a survey of people, if you ask random people, is it better to own or to buy, they would tell you it's better to own. Right, because that is the american way it's been that message has been so well packaged so well sold so well integrated and then the other aspect of well you own a home it creates a neighborhood hmm, kind of i mean <laughs> i have some neighbors i like and some well i'm glad one moved to indiana but um <laughs> but i'm not sure that's a reason that's not a fact, reason that's not a reason yeah. no and and people forget that owning a home is more than just buying the home and paying the payments um, I can tell you for a fact that owning a home is replacing a water heater that's leaked all over. Was that more or less than the booth behind you? Um, no, it was less than the booth. Oh, okay. However, okay. when yeah. the water heater leaks, the walls get wet. And, and then? then you have to peel out the drywall. Ah, yeah. And in a wet climate like Florida, you have to kill the mold. Then you have to re-drywall. Then you have to reprime, and you have to repaint. And you have to put in new molding and... We're talking thousands of dollars. So the uh, benefits we're talking of real money, home ownership. home ownership. If yeah. I was renting, that would all be on the landlord. Yeah. And this is one of the things people forget that they forget a lot of the, the, the taxes, the, yes, the upkeep, et cetera. But the other part that is very frustrating and you're hearing about it less today because money's more expensive, 
but it still exists. There's still people out there doing it. And that is this notion that either A, I buy a certain number of homes and I have regular income that is just passive. I don't have to do anything for the income. Or B, I buy a home, I fix it up, I flip it, and I make a lot of money. Now, both of those things are fine as business endeavors. I have no issue with that, but they are business endeavors. They are not easy. They are not passive in any way, and they're not... What happened? Oh, I'm back. They are not passive, you said. Go after not passive, and I'll edit it. I don't remember what... <laughs> oh. Um, they are not passive. They are not easy and they're not to be entered into lightly. This is something that should be well thought like any business endeavor. And yes, I've gone into some business endeavors that were not well thought out. Okay. I'll give you that, but you should. And so it frustrates me because there's still a number of experts that are telling you this is easy. You're going to make more money here than being in stocks and bonds and it's passive income. That is a line of baloney really is. Oh, and let me go back to GoBankingRates.com and a, a story they did. They used some data from Florida Atlantic University where they calculated the value of homes based on historical trends and, and the average list prices uh, over, over decades in the United States. And they ranked the 10 most overpriced cities for real estate in America wow. based on the historic trends. How And wait till you hear the numbers. Nashville, Tennessee, the difference between the what the home should be worth and what they're listing for these days, 42% higher. Wow, that's substantial. Tampa, Florida, 43%. Uh, Detroit, Michigan, 44%. Lakeland, Florida, which is just down the road from us, which means ours are probably re ridiculously high too and overpriced, 45% higher. Now, these again are markets where the prices are higher than if somebody came in and just said, add up the walls, the roof, the land and, and everything. No, but yeah, and look at the the trend in prices, or historic trend in prices. This is the recent bump, that the crazy bump. The speculative that, bump that's happened because of lack of inventory or whatever. Lack of inventory, yeah, right, yeah sure. exactly. And the I'm going to skip some. Charlotte's 48% higher, but wow. get this. Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. 51% higher. The The average listing price for a home in Atlanta is $360,000, and the expected value is $240,000. If you just were to go back and say if it appreciated at a rate that it's appreciated at for a long period of time, mm -hmm. that's right. what you're saying. That's okay. What I'm that's fascinating. I mean, I wonder, Seattle's got to be on that list, you would think, somewhere, but maybe not. not. on the top 10, uh, mm -hmm. but there that's is, that's from uh, uh, Atlantic University's top 100 from their school at, of business. Let's see where, where Seattle falls on this. Kind of hurting list. our feelings here that we're not in the top 10. I'm sorry. You're I not, really, you're not in the top like 25. We're not even listed. No, I mean, I'm I, going down. Oh, bit no, of a struggle. There, you're not there. You're not there. You're not there. Oh, not, no, that's Spokane. I just saw a WA, but that's Spokane. Uh, Seattle, St. Louis, Fresno. Maybe Allentown, they forgot us. We are Colorado a long Springs. way from the middle of oh, the country. Seattle, 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 20% overvalued. Okay. So we're nowhere near the top. Okay. No, you're those nowhere are, near the top. Those and are, uh and New Orleans. Yeah. They're undervalued. They're under underwater and undervalued. Underwater, so uh, to okay. speak. As is uh, urban Honolulu. Wow, that surprises me, having just been there too. So um, but here's another one that you cannot count on, and please do not if you're thinking of buying a home. You cannot count in 2024 on rates going down. 
interest rates. You can't count on that. I just had dinner with uh, some relatives recently. They said, well, we're waiting for a year because in a year rates are going to be 2% a year, 2% less. I said, how do you know that? How do you know that? Oh, everybody knows that. No, well, they apparently don't. They didn't send the same note to me. Everybody if does not know everybody that. Everybody knew that they'd already be there. Then we were in a period of time. Remember, would have driven yeah. them down. And we were in a period of time where people used to say rates have to go up year uh-huh. after year, after, and they didn't. And they're like, oh. And I then we got into a right. period where people thought rates would never go back up again. Yeah. It, 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 we yeah. bias. We have a recency bias. We have a bias toward those things that have just recently happened. And, uh, so again, we're looking at them going down because, well, they were down and this is just a blip. Maybe, maybe not. And by the way, by the way, the fed really doesn't matter when it comes to a 30 year interest rate. People forget that the fed only has power over the day to day rates that banks pay to borrow money from the government for short term needs that the market Buyers and sellers of bonds and mortgages set the price. People forget that, that it is market forces. Okay, so here are a couple of my big picture takeaways. Number one, 2024, uncertain. You don't know what's going to happen to the housing market any more than they do. You might know more than they do. You don't know. Nobody knows. So don't take any word from any expert about anything. Okay, Number so, two. And that pretty much ends the show because the answer to everything is <laughs> no, I got a couple. uncertain. No, just end it uncertain. there. It uncertain. depends. It depends. Um, Here's the one that you've brought up many times, and I don't think we can say it too many times. Housing, where you live, how you live should be a lifestyle decision. It should not be about uh, number three, thinking you're going to make a big return. Mm-hmm. Most people buy a house, think I'm going to get rich. Well, most people don't get rich, frankly, owning real estate. A few, if you get lucky, buy something in the right place, appreciate this well, way, that and the way. Other thing that the other thing so, that contributes to that illusion is the high level of leverage in buying real estate. So because you're, you're borrowing so much money, if you the price rises, your return looks incredible, but the yep. return on the asset itself over the value is, is much, 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 much lower. And we, we never remember the downside of leverage. And that is, it just takes a little bit of a decline to destroy, eat up every bit of equity you have in a house. And if you think that doesn't happen, then you need to think again, because in the 90, early 90s, we had this happen. In oh, 2008, yeah. it was huge. People lost their houses. A lot of people lost their houses. Were investors, tons of investors oh, yeah. went totally bankrupt. Yeah. so Because they, okay, they got in late. So uh, just, yeah. Pay attention. So be, we got- Be l- real. Can I, I'm going to try to squeeze in a couple questions here. Is that, is that all right? Yeah, it's fine with me. Okay. Jerry time, writes, how much does the average American household net worth to be considered wealthy? How much you got to have to be considered wealthy? Now, if well, I think if you go ask the average person on the street, they're going to say a million dollars, which is the same answer they delivered in 1965, by the way. Because um, it sounds like a big number. I know it does, but it's really not. Um, well, yes? the, the answer is, this is according to a survey done last year by 2023 Charles Schwab. They call it their modern wealth survey. They've been doing this for seven years and they, their survey says how much Survey says you need an average net worth 
of $2.2 million to qualify as being wealthy. Is that liquid or does that include the aforementioned real estate? worth. Okay, so that includes real estate. Real estate. So you're definitely rich. Um, yeah. and I'm trying to get there. I'll really stop hard. it. I, here's the thing I forgot to mention on real estate, <laughs> yes. which is important about the net worth because people have a tendency to go to Zillow, look up their home and say, Oh, I got this much. and I only owe 20,000 on my mortgage. So it's that number minus the mortgage. No, uh-uh. you're going to pay taxes. You're going to pay somebody to sell it. Now what you're going to pay for those. I don't know, but there is an expense there. Um, he also asked, does it make sense to pay a fiduciary to set up a trust? No. You want to pay a lawyer to set ah, up a trust. There you go. And not everybody oh. needs a trust. I heard this the other day. Yeah. No, not everybody needs well, a trust. No, you, if you don't have, if you have a simple estate, you don't have a lot yeah. of convoluted things you want to do with the money. By the way, just for that last question, if you want to be in the top, that 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 rich is the top two percent of the United States. I thought you said wealthy. You said rich. That, now. Well, wealthy. The top. They're considering that to be the top two percent. So that's. Okay. All right. But if you want to be in the top one percent. Heady you company, need, yeah. What you need almost eleven million dollars. Eleven million dollars. I hate to say it, and I'm going to say it publicly. I'm not going to make it. Sorry. Yeah, the top fifty percent, though. If you just to be in the top fifty percent, how much? You got to have a half a million bucks. Okay, there you go. I'd be in the upper, upper half. As it and were. if you only have a million, only <laughs> you're in the top five percent. That's so. Cool. There you go. I'm, See, I tell you, top, people would say I'm a million's four, well wealthy. Maybe. Yeah, I'm top four. Which is pretty good. You know, see, that's the thing is that why are we all trying to get in the top one or two percent? Well, two percent, I can see. Shouldn't matter. But it shouldn't matter. I'm, I'm, you know, I've done the math. I'm comfortable in the top three or four percent. Very. No kidding. That's, that's good. All right. Here, this comes from Tim in Cedar. (laughs) <laughs> that I, it, that was in the theater recently and I missed it. I think it was at the end of the holiday somewhere. I would have loved to have gone to see that again. I can watch any night at home, I guess, but yeah, it's um, fun. <laughs> it's what a, age, what age does my daughter need to be to watch that? The grail. Oh, she's plenty old to okay. watch the grail. Well, I think I'll put that on one night. The grail um, and grandsons probably not. No, the grandsons are. Well, yeah, you're right. At because, five and six. Yeah. Because Although, they, could, they could be influenced by some of the scenes. Yeah, we just watched Saving Private Ryan together, and they seem to enjoy it. So, Oh, yeah, gore's always fine for young men. <laughs> Kidding. All right, Tim from Cedro Woolley says, Hi, I'm 64 and a half years old. Now, when I read that, I thought, I, you only really measure halves when you're like three and four or five right, years old. Right. Well, okay, whatever, that's fine. How okay. old are you, Timmy? <laughs> I'm three and a half years old. <laughs> now we're not picking on you. We appreciate you listening. I have a Northwest Mutual 65 life whole life policy. My parents started for me in 1967. 1967. Oh is this like the Gerber life you buy for a baby? <laughs> is this the, oh my goodness. Yeah. Cause he, he was, uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, eight or nine and young, yeah. um, current death benefit is $58,000. Ooh, and a max, a small policy. yeah, it wasn't big, and a max of sixty five thousand dollars at yeah. age sixty five. Now I don't understand that. Why would it be such a dramatic difference between in a half a year to go from fifty eight to sixty five? Maybe it's exponential growth. Crazy. Okay, it has a net cash value of thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah, the policy doesn't cost me anything, no premium, and the cash value has increased at about three to four percent a year. Well, not since nineteen sixty seven. It hasn't. Um, no. No, wait, no, I don't think like so. <laughs> three or four something. I don't need the life insurance. Listening to your podcast now, it seems like the money would be better used. 
I think you're right, Tim, in the Global Avantis or Vanguard Balance Fund. Those are two very different products, by the way. One is a global portfolio of stocks. The other is a basically U.S. and uh, balanced with bonds, U.S. stocks. Um, would I be able to cash this out and roll it into an IRA without a tax hit? Uh, no, no, no. I, but I wait, what tax hit? What There shouldn't be any kind of a tax hit. Well, Hold because on. how much was paid in in premiums, right? Right. How much was paid in in premiums? And how many years is that that that's been there? 1967. 67, so I don't know. It's that uh, 50, 50 years, almost 57 years? years, 57 years. Yeah, 50, let's say 56 years. And uh, let's see, they, they, let's just say, I just want, I just want to do a number on this because I find well, you're, it. You're doing a number on it. All right. We got that part. Um, so let's say, hold on. I'm just curious. And let's I say what they, they put paid, into that. I don't know. Because they usually paid these things monthly. You know, you put a little tiny bit in every month. And uh, um, so they probably. Well, let's just say they started at $500 and did like $20 a month. 20 um, a month. So 240 a year. Let's say they did it for what? Five. Uh, no, they 10, did it for 50. Well, oh, I no, see. No, no. They wouldn't have paid think, the premium. No, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. been over for a long time. It's my guess. I, who knows? You never know. They might just get, it might've been not paying it anymore. He says no more premiums yeah. now. Okay. All right. Well, you know, okay, it but was, let's go it, back. If, if they the didn't premium make much money. equals. Yeah, if the premium equals what he gets out of this, then he owes nothing, right? And I cannot imagine that the premium is going to be uh, much lower than what he can get out of it. He, they, ask them. Call the insurance company and ask them with the phone. You can do it with the phone, they, they say. They actually pick it up? Um, yeah, they actually pick it up because um, my guess is it's it didn't make any money. It's just typical. And even if it did, let's say... Oh, wow. 10,000 of that is, uh, income. Well, okay. You're going to pay them $2,500. So yeah. And yes, you're correct, Tim, to go ahead, get that money invested in a vehicle that you can't put it in an IRA, but invested in a brokerage account and put it in one of those cheap, uh, inexpensive, uh, ETF. index style funds, e uh, pardon me, ETFs. Yeah. That would make total sense. Yeah. Great I'm, question. I'm, I think, yeah, please get out of it. The, the insurance policies and to buy an insurance policy on a kid, I think is just appalling. I, I think it's really, weird. It's a, one, it's a lousy investment, always has been. But two, it just feels weird. Well, if my kid dies, at least I get a windfall. Yeah, that is an odd uh, setup. I, what about what about a pet? What about pet and life insurance? Do pet death insurance? I think they do. Yeah, I think you can. So your dog dies and you get the what? This makes no sense. Again, who's going to win in these scenarios? All, always. 100% well, not of the gonna time. not going to be the pet. I can tell you that. It's much. not the pet. It's not the person who bought the policy. <laughs> no, who's love your dog. Uh, let me think. That, the insurance company. They always win. Yeah, anyway. All right. So, all right. Thank you. <laughs> great question. Those, those are great question. It's a great question. It's just it strange. Yeah. It is strange. I mean, but overall, in a general sense, if you're just taking return of premium, then you're not paying tax on it. That's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. Right. Which okay. this may thanks be for, mostly. Yeah. Good questions. Thanks for that. Yeah. That's question. it. That's all I got. Oh, oh I have a lesson. From my room. Can, I share, oh. can I share a quick lesson? You please do. Lesson it's from Don McDonald. lesson about buying used cars. Oh, God sakes. What, did, what, what, where does this come from? Because I just bought a used car. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, because I have to have something to tow the trailer this summer ah, when I go on my U.S. tour of and America. And bring it to the, the West Coast. real money U.S. Hey, tour you, in he's the not joking. Airstream. He's not, not joking. joking. He's going to be coming to your neighborhood, so I come am, on you out. You should see that. We, in fact, Debbie and I, we, I've kind of worked on it. We're, we're going to put a big map on the table. And we're doing a tour that will take us up the East Coast, across the Midwest, to the upper Midwest. Love it. Uh, into, into Washington State, then down. We don't know how far we're going to go out west past that. Oh. Down into Texas, Louisiana. Wow. Where we are going to be on the road, literally. No, well, we're going to park at Tom's house for a while. Yeah, which could be He's fun. Putting in a driveway. I'm putting in an above-ground pool and a driveway. You always put in the, 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 it's the, the, the above-ground above pool. The above-ground pool is permanent now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to, but we're going to stop along the way and, and invite it. you guys to our campsite. I think it's wonderful to come see the show or the podcast yeah, or whatever. Sure, why not? Yeah. So, and maybe, maybe, maybe I'll fly in there once because somebody really? suggested that you, that you and I spend some time on the road Just to, a get little, to get to you know, a little bonding. staying little in our bonding. trailer. No, okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I better no. get a hotel you room. Can sleep, you can sleep in the Armada that we just bought. Okay. Lesson. Okay. Lesson. What's the lesson? You got, what, what's the, the lesson, lesson out of this? Okay, please. I really do like, uh, I've decided I really like CarMax. I just like their, their system. They're, they're no haggle. They really check the cars out. Is this well, the one they that spits them out like them. a machine, like a sandwich That's or whatever. Carvana. Okay. And I've actually shopped between Carvana and CarMax, both for selling and buying. And I find that CarMax tends to be a little better. Anyway, I, this is a, a, a fascinating lesson. We were looking for a tow vehicle. My wife loved our older 2018 Armada. Loved it. It could tow 8,500 pounds. Wow. Which is Good. a great tow yeah. capacity for an SUV. Huge V8 engine. Sucks gas like crazy. So we drive the Honda around town. But anyway, we, we've been looking for one and she wanted a red one. We found a red one that was close by. It was a 23. 23 Platinum, which is the top Pretty of the model. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's got 17,000 or had 17,000 miles on it, which isn't bad. I mean, it's a little high for one year, but it's not bad. Great shape. Really beautiful shape. Uh, a brand new one from the dealer was without any of the add-ons, just MSRP, about $70,000. Brand new 2023, which they are still selling. 2023. Yep. This one with just the 17,000 miles on it. Yes. was $55,000. That Sounds is good. a huge. Think about that for a minute. If I bought it at the but dealer But it doesn't have that new car smell. They they actually kind of clean it up and it feels new. They'll spray it in there for yeah, you. They'll spray it. And they put a bow on the hood which was very nice. Oh, that's classy. Yeah. Um but no, the difference between that that one year of ownership or that 17,000 miles of ownership uh, the value of the car dropped fifteen thousand dollars. Well, don't they say that the minute it leaves the lot, you lose like ten percent right, or something? Know, it just this, this just stuck. It really struck me the huge amount of the difference. So you're never buying a new used a new car again? I don't think so. Okay, there you go. No, I think I've sworn off new cars now. Wow. I think as a financial thing, it probably makes sense. Yeah, sure. yeah, I, you know, and we bought new cars because it's a nice, warm, fuzzy thing. I but, buy them. You know why I buy them? Because I don't want to mess with cars. My a car, used car, it's more likely it's going to need help than my car. But my car's more still likely. under the factory warranty. I know, but more likely. 
Just uh, the law of averages say that. Uh, yeah, but you know, I was in the car business, and and uh, generally speaking, <laughs> unless the down, engine, down McDonald's unless the engine, and I was in the car business. Were you out there hollering? I and was a service advisor in oh, my twenties okay. at a okay. at a Subaru Volkswagen dealership. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm leaving now because you know. <laughs> Thank you for the tip anyway, on the used car. Really appreciate it. I just it. thought it was helpful. That's Thank you all for listening. Informative, very call informative. Tom and bug him, please. Anytime, just go, call eight hundred three eight six three zero zero four and bug the heck out of him, or make him help you with your money, and he'll do it for free. I do. You will. You're going to charge him? No. I gotta start we saving up for my next used car. So we yeah. don't have to because we own Nissans and uh, Toyotas. Good point. You know, I could have gotten the uh, the Infinity version of it. How but much I was paid that? A lot more. I know. You know, wait, I just bought a Toyota. Come on, get over it. No, you. I what said you bought a Toyota, but I you bought it in news. New. I bet you could have gotten it from CarMax for like ten thousand dollars less. There aren't that many of these, but maybe. Oh, that's true. It's a new model. All yeah. right. <laughs> Lord, we get off. We get Where off do we go next? Hey, but you know what's good about this? All those people who said, make longer episodes. Look at this. We just made a longer episode for you. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you being there. Don McDonald here. Tom Cock over there. Me with the Nissan. Him with the Toyota. And uh, we're uh, really serious about talking real money. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by a Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. And the lawyers get richer.